All right, the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 26, Proverbs chapter 26. And uh, as the Stanleys were uh, singing, I was thinking of, you know, some new groups and all, new songs. I love a duet. So my wife and I are going to be singing in a duet, not anytime soon. So I'll just, Proverbs chapter number 26 and uh, I'm going to read verses 13 through 16. Uh, if um, you are paying attention, this uh, chapter we were in last Wednesday night as well, and we looked at the <coughs> fool. The first part of chapter 26 uh, speaks of the fool, and so we're going to look at verses uh, 13 through 16, and so follow along with me as we read verses 13 through 16 of Proverbs 26. The slothful man saith, there is a lion in the way, a lion is in the streets. As the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. The slothful hideth his hands in his bosom, it grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser <coughs> in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. Uh, if you look at verses 13 through 16, we find... Uh, the reference to the slothful individual, uh, that individual who's lazy, who's idle. And uh, last week we looked at the fool. Uh, this week we're going to look at what God's, this, this passage of Scripture says about uh, the slothful. So tonight I've titled this, uh, Dealing with the Slothful. Dealing with the Slothful. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, uh, thank you again for the opportunity uh, <coughs> to study your word. Uh, thank you for... Uh, the number of people who came out in the weather uh, <coughs> to uh, be here tonight. May the Spirit of God help us be with those who are unable to be here. And uh, for sickness, may that you uh, strengthen them. Uh, bless the teaching of your word tonight. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll remind you very quickly that uh, much of our thinking uh, sh- could be taken away, should be taken away, if we would just read the Bible and let the Bible think for us. Uh, we do too much thinking. Uh, the Bible should be thinking. God has already uh, established some things. We just need to focus on what does God think about this or what has God said about this. And uh, it would solve uh, so many of our problems. It would take out so much drama. Uh, we would sleep better at night, wringing our hands. What do I do? What do I do? What, what has God said? The book of Proverbs is a great book in giving us the practical instruction to live our life. God, who is our creator, he, we know that he has a plan for our life. He created our life to fulfill that plan, not the other way around. So he created us specifically to live that, a specific life. But he wants us to live that life, uh, be, have happy. He wants us to know how to live that life. And so the book of Proverbs is a great book. At, uh, as you read it, make a note of the different people that it talks about. Last week, we talked about the fool. What does the Bible say is a fool, okay? Uh, we should let, I, I keep this thought in my mind. I jotted it on my notes tonight. Uh, we, don't, we, we spend too much labeling people. God labels, the Bible labels. Uh, well, I'm a wise man. Well, does the Bible label you a wise man? Because uh, we may think we're a wise man, but the Bible may have something different to say about it. Uh, sometimes we can be wise in one situation to fool us in another situation. The point I'm reminding us of is the Bible tells us what is foolish, what is wise, he speaks of the slothful in this passage of Scripture, uh, identifies 
how do we respond to do these different things and things to uh, avoid. I don't want to be labeled a fool. I don't want to be labeled a slothful individual. And sometimes what we need to hear is what the Bible truly says about our character. What the Bible truly says we need to do about our character. If I can see what the Bible says about a situation, then I can get an idea of how to help myself or how to avoid um, ever, I'm sure this, of course it's true uh, for all of us, you ever haven't been feeling well and you say, well, this, this feels like this and so you'll treat that. Well, this feels like this and so you'll treat that. And then you still feel as bad as you always did. And eventually, after about six and a half months, you go to the doctor. And uh, we get to the doctor, and then when the doctor goes through some tests, and the doctor with that knowledge and that, and that wisdom, and after they've ruled, which means they rule everything out, so there's only one thing left, and they say, this is their problem. Now I know how to treat it. Now I know how to fix it. And the day we live in, no matter what it is, is COVID. So just, just move, move, move forward from there. So save your, save your trip for the doctor. So now I know how to help it. The Bible does that for us. Um, and if there's, a, there's many problems we have in our society, one of them is we are lazy. Many times churches grow, don't grow, not because they don't have a desire to reach the world, but it's because we're lazy in our Christian service. I want, I want to get close to the Lord. You know, did you know that anybody who wants to be close to God can be close to God? It's not just for pastors. Anybody who wants to have a close relationship can, but so many times we're lazy. We're slothful in our walk with the Lord, in our society. Uh, we have a segment of our society, and we're going to see them just on the pages of Scripture. And by the way, uh, we need to keep applying a Bible blueprint to our society instead of a conservative blueprint to our society. Because the Bible is the only thing, getting back to the Bible, that is the only thing that is going to fix our world. Let's see, and I've got to get out of the introduction because I have 10 statements I'm going to make tonight. <coughs> this, um, and uh, if I go too long, the storm will be in, we'll just have to stay the night. And so, uh, uh, you know, being in this canvas dome, we'll, keep, we'll be safe. So, um, uh, dealing with the slothful, number one, the slothful man does not contribute to society. Look could be at verse 13. The slothful man saith, there is a lion in the way. Now, let me say number one again. The slothful man does not contribute to society. He says, there is a lion in the way, a lion in the streets. The slothful man does not like the way. What is the way? Is it just a direction? Is it just a road? No, that street, that is where the way is where business takes place. It's society. It's, it's, it's how we function. Uh, he doesn't like that. He removes himself from that. Uh, that. He would rather stay at home and play video games and let the government feed him than being in society, than, than being part of what is going on, than being uh, part of the, the economy, if you will. Now, you can also apply that to the church as well. Don't like to be a part of what is going on. The slothful man saith, there is a line in the way, a line is in the streets. They do not contribute to society, to, to society. moms and dads, as you rear your children, uh, do not shield them from work. 
I'm thankful for the balance that we have in all of our different ministries with our children in our, in our Christian school and the, and the youth ministry and all the things. And, you know, we give them opportunities to work because they need to work. They need to learn how to work. Well, they don't, it's not fun. No, it's not. Um, but that's what makes our society, our society will collapse if we don't contribute to it. And so uh, the slothful man does not contribute to society. So right away, we know it's not good to be considered slothful, but we ought to be reminded we need to stay away from being slothful because we make no contribution. And we all should be contributing. Number two, the slothful man makes excuses as to why he does not contribute to society. The slothful man makes excuses as to why he does not contribute to society. Same verse. Verse 13, the slothful man saith, there is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. Well, pastor, that sounds like a pretty good reason not to go to work. If there's a lion roaming around in the streets. Well, the context of this is not he's looking out the window and there's an actual lion in the streets. What he's saying is, well, there's lions out there. And what if I get attacked on the way to work? I mean, what, what, there, there's, there's, there's lions out there. They roam in the streets. It's safe for me to be in here. What is he doing? He's making an excuse. Well, I can't find a job. I mean, if you can't find a job in the days where we're living, it may not pay what you wanted to pay. We say, well, how many, how many applications have you put in? Well, nobody's come and knocked on my door and... I haven't got any emails. Um, we make excuses, don't we? Okay, let me meddle a little bit. When it comes to the work of the church, we, we, we are an above average church. We are a church that works together, plays together, laugh, laughs together, cries together. You know, we, 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 we're a church that we believe in the work of God. I touched on it Sunday night of, of how, you know, if, if, if there's things in my life that would pre, pre, uh, prevent me from being as involved as I want to be, that's where somebody else, hey, I can be more involved right now, and it's going to switch eventually. So we all are, are trying to contribute to the work of God. But sometimes we don't, we don't get involved in the work of God, and we have a lot of excuses of why we don't get involved. Well, that's just a lot of commitment. I'm just, I just don't feel like you should commit. And we say that with a 30-year mortgage and a 10-year car note. I just, that commitment, that's a lot of commitment. Why don't we commit to the house of God? Uh, we, we ought to be, and I know I'm, 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 I'm figuratively speaking, preaching to the choir tonight. I, you're here on a Wednesday night with a tropical storm. Uh, we, we, we're, we're fairly dedicated, but I'm reminding us, but often we make excuses now, often we, we make excuses of why we're not contributing that some of those excuses are attached to complaints. You know, who's, you know, a lot of times people complaining about what's going on in our society. Well, this society just ain't what it used to be. Well, you haven't contributed anything to it for a long, long time. That's part, you know, that's part of it. So number two, the slothful man makes excuses as why he does not contribute to society. Do we not in our country today need some accountability? And you say, well, everybody's walking. That's right. We need to walk around giving everybody. No. Why don't we take accountability of ourselves? 
we're good at saying they need accountability. I keep pointing at Ms. Bland down here with my illustrations. They, they, they need accountability. You know what would solve it? If we look in the mirror and say, I'm holding you accountable. What takes, goes on in my house, I'm holding, we're holding ourselves accountable. That would help us a lot. Number three, the slothful man is concerned with comfort and ease. The slothful man is concerned with comfort and ease. His bucket list is how long can I, can I, can I sleep past noon every day this week? What's on your bucket list? What do you want to do for it? But I just don't want to get out of bed. Look at verse number 14. As the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. You know, that door, open, close, open, close, open, close. The slothful, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Well, I was up at 5 o'clock this morning so I could walk to the couch and go to sleep there. Uh, you, know, you know, it's what is it? It's a mindset. It's a, it's a character flaw. They're concerned with comfort and ease. It's not always fun to get up when you got to get up. It's not always easy on the flesh. But we do what we have. Why do we do it? Because we have responsibilities. We have things we have to do. A slothful man is comfort and ease. You say, well, that's not me. I don't lay in bed all day. Well, it's painting a picture. And that thought is, how can it all count? How can it? I'm going to choose comfort and ease above everything. You know, I mean, if you choose comfort and ease, you're not going to provide for your family like you should. Uh, young ladies, if you're looking for a husband, don't find one that's always looking for comfort and ease, or you'll be taking care of him. Um, ladies, I know, you're, you're, you, I know you have this vision of you being a, a princess and all of that, but, you know, there is work involved with caring for a home. I know he looks put together, but when you live with him, he's not. Uh, there's work in, that's what I hear about everybody else. My, my wife wouldn't understand that. But, you know, uh, this sloth is concerned with comfort and ease. Statement number four, the slothful man wastes time, opportunity, and life. The slothful man wastes time, wastes opportunity, and wastes life. You know that we all have a certain amount of time. Now, God knows how long he, he has for us on this earth, but some may have longer than others. We all have different amounts, but eventually it is all going to run out. There are 24 hours in a day. I can't get everything done. Get up earlier. I'm already getting up at 730. You may have to get up earlier. You might have to stay up later. We should not let our, you know, that, 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 that comfort and ease and slothfulness prioritize what we do. The slothful man wastes time, wastes opportunity, and wastes life. You think about how much time we waste. Okay, it's the connotation, and I'm going to meddle again, of laying in the bed. Well, I don't lay in the bed. But how much time do Christians waste doing this? If you don't know what that is, you're better off. Um, I'm not saying you should never you know, 
I'm not saying it's in the Bible not to have a social media account. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't have any leisure for yourself. You ought to have some time of leisure, but it shouldn't be the priority of the day. All I'm saying is, if I got to get all these things done and I got to remove all of these things, well, it is comfort and ease. It's, a, it's about wasting time. You know, there's different studies and there's different opinions. Well, the average person needs this much sleep. The average person needs this much sleep. And the average person can operate fine on, on six hours. The average person can operate fine on, on, on needs eight hours every day. Whatever it is, it's not 12. And it is different for every person. But we, and I'm not saying there shouldn't be times of rest. We need times of rest. I just don't, I'm just saying if we have those times of rest every day, there are things with this life we're not going to be able to get done. There's opportunities. The same thing. If we don't get up, we, we waste time. It's like, well, I just there's nothing I could ever do at the church. Well, if you're not ever if you're not ever around to contribute, how can you? We get slothful. Number five, the slothful man does not better himself or others. As the, as the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. If you are always choosing comfort and ease, you're not going to get better. Hard times makes you better. Challenge makes you better. You, you, let's use sports as an analogy. A, a weak, soft practice isn't going to make you any better. Well, the coach made me run. That, yeah, he's mad at you. That's why. It has nothing to do with what this illustration. No, it, it's the pushing make us better. Same is true spiritually. God allowed things to come into our life because it stretches us. We don't want to work. We don't want to prove ourselves. We complain about, I, I don't get a fair shake in society. Get out of bed. Get off your couch. Actually get dressed when you go to Walmart. It's, ama it's amazing what might happen if we're not slothful. It, well, it's just so much work. I'm just going to the store. It's just so much work to get dressed. I don't even know what to respond to that. I mean, but we, we're just slothful. Okay, that's number five. The slothful man does not better himself or others. Every one of us ought to have the goal to make somebody else's life better. And if I'm in bed longer than I need to be, or I'm laying around doing nothing longer than I need to be, I'm not going to improve myself. Likewise, I'm not going to improve anybody else. I'm not going to help anybody else. I'm not going to have the opportunity. Well, it's all about me. It's what, what about my time? We're supposed to be stewards with God's time. My time is what I need so that I can do the things that I need to do. It, 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 and we want to better ourselves and others. Number six. Look at me at verse number 15. The slothful hideth his hand in his bosom. It grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. Number six, the slothful man avoids work at any cost. Can you give me a hand? Nope. If you're sleeping, you have no idea the, the context of what I'm saying right now. He hides his hand. It's not available. There are some to their, their benefit. Anytime there's something going on, all of a sudden they're there to help. The opposite is true of the slothful man. When everything's going on, it's like, now, I know they were here. 
I had to go to the restroom. Again? You need to, you need to go to the doctor and get checked out. Because every time, every time there's work to be done, you, you're, I got, I got to go to the restroom. It could be that we're looking for ways to get out of work. The slothful man avoids work at any cost. Number seven, same verse. The slothful man wants others to care for him. As the door turneth upon his hinges, so that the slothful upon his bed, the slothful hideth his hand in his bosom, it grieves him to bring it again to his mouth. I, I just don't, I don't even think I could feed myself. Will you take care of me? We, we, this, this resonates with us because we have a segment of our society that are content with somebody else taking care of them. Content with that. The Bible does not call it your right. The Bible calls it slothful. It's slothful. Somebody else is going to take care of me. And, 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 I'm, I'm, and, and it's, it's, it's an emphasis, and we need to make it an emphasis. But as your children grow, mom and dad, they should become less dependent and less dependent and less dependent on you. Well, you know, I just, I just, you know, I just, I want to take care. Well, eventually, you don't want to take care of them when they're 35. You know, the slothful wants others to care for him. It's like we need accountability. We say, I'll, I'll take care of it. I, I can provide for myself. That's a slothful individual, number eight. Look at verse number 16. You know, let me back up a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm thankful our, our, our staff works very hard. Our church is a hardworking church. Hardworking church. You know, and just, we just had our Preacher's Delight conference, and a lot of hard work goes into that beforehand, during, and after. So many pastors coming, and I'm, I'm still getting letters and correspondence and emails and all those things. Please convey to your people how much we appreciate all the work they put into it. It takes work to do all those things. You know, we all have a part in contributing to the success of our church. We all do it in different ways. But let me make a spiritual application with the slothful man. Don't be content with everybody else carrying you. We fuss at the television. We fuss at the news. We fuss at society. All these people on welfare. And you're on spiritual welfare. You're on church membership welfare. <coughs> well. Everybody else should be taking care of that. Well, you know, the lights are shining on you tonight, too. I mean, you get help by it, too. And again, I'm preaching to a church where this isn't, this isn't much of a problem, but I don't want it to be a problem. Uh, it's just a reminder. Number, if you get upset at that, well, it's probably a good indication of some things. The slothful man will tell us care for him. Number eight, the slothful man is full of pride. Look at verse 16. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit. 
The slothful man is full of pride. But I'll give you a... Well, the Bible says he's wiser than his own conceit. It means I've, this is... I don't, need to, I don't need to change. I don't need to do anything different. This is okay. I'll give you a scenario. <clears throat> There's a... I'll say it's a young man and... Boy, he just doesn't do anything around the house. He's graduated from high school, and he just he won't get a job, and he's just he's just he's just mooching off mom and dad, and and just just lay, lay, laying around and doing nothing. And I just don't have any drive. I just don't have any. I just don't have any motivation. And then we then then, then a mom or a dad or someone says, "Well, I hope they, they I hope they start getting some self confidence." So they can go out and get a job. No, it's not self-confidence. It's pride. They're not lacking self-confidence. They're full of pride. Because they think so much of themselves that everybody else ought to be taking care of them and they make no contribution. That, that's, this is God's viewpoint. That you know, The Bible does teach that a man, if he eats, he ought to work. The way it's all planned, we ought to be part of society, part of contributing Everybody in the home should have something to do and should contribute to, 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 to making the home run, take that outside into God's church. We all have a part in making things work. In society, we all have a part of making society work. But the slothful man is full of pride, he's wise as his own conceit, and said, I don't, I, I, I don't need to do that. It, it's pride of why we will not allow ourselves to go and do because we think we're in a place, we think we're enough that people should take care of us. Number nine, same verse. We build on number eight. The slothful man only values his own opinion. See, we, we look at things and we think they're not as bad as God does. Let me say it like this. We don't think it's as damaging as God does. Well, you know, at least they're not doing... Well, okay, fine, they're not doing whatever it is. But being slothful hinders everybody around the slothful individual. The slothful man is full of pride. Number nine, the slothful man only values his own opinion. Notice what the Bible says in verse number 16. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. And let me break that verse down. Seven men that can render a reason. That is seven thinking men. That is seven wise men. That is seven discerning men. And we could say, yeah, seven is greater than one, but that number seven is a, is a, is a number of, uh, of completion. It means it's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the amount. A just man falleth seven times, rises again. It doesn't mean on eight times you don't get up. It means if you have seven, if you had eight, and eight nine, ten, it doesn't matter. It's like when you learned in school, it's like you do that calculation of that, that thing and such and such answer repeating. It means it's just going to keep going and going and going. So you have seven wise men, reasoning men, thinking men coming and saying, don't you think there's probably a better way of doing this? 
Let us help you get a job. Let us help you start contributing to society, start contributing. And by the way, we should not enable somebody to end up in a place where they're not going to get out of. It should be the opposite. If we had those come and say, well, let, let, here, let me, let's render a reason. And they could take the first eight that I've already given and given eight reasons. They could add to that. But you know what the slothful man says? Yeah, my opinion is above yours. You don't understand. My mom, when I was little, made me load the dishwasher. And now I have PTSD. Because I wanted to play. And I had to load the dishwasher. And this will age me a little bit. I'm sitting there thinking, when I was, when you had a dishwasher? You know, we were the dishwasher. Uh, you know, it's, it's well, if you, if you knew what I know, thank God I don't know what you know. The slothful man only values his own opinion. Man, we live in such a selfless world, don't we? I may, I, I may not come to agreement with your opinion. We all value our opinion more than everybody else's. But we're, we're selfish. It doesn't, we don't matter. It doesn't matter who we affect. And by the way, if, if if any of this lands on us tonight, and you know the Spirit of God says, you know, hello. You know, I put us all on alert. Man, I don't want to fall in this trap. Because our flesh, we have a tendency to do that. You know, I put us on high alert. Say, I got to be vigilant. I got I to I gotta lock myself into my schedule. I, gotta, well, I don't have anywhere to, to go today. We'll rest a little bit, but get up. Be productive. Do, do something. I mean, we, I don't want to fall into this trap. Because then the slothful man only values his own opinion. We look at that and say, you got seven Thinking men, wise men, you know, reasoning men, and you got one sluggard, and he looks at those seven, no matter, you can just keep adding the opinions they give and like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but it's not, I'm right. Or just say, you mean he, he would say that? Well, when you ignore that, what you're saying is, and by the way, when something's preached from the Word of God and you ignore it, what you're saying is you're right. And the Bible's wrong. So when you reject that counsel from the Word of God, you're saying you're right. That's what the slugger does. And I say it over and over and over and over and over again. Number 10. Aren't you thankful? Look how fast I got to number 10. Notice this in verse number 16, and I'll give, it to, to give you number 10. The sluggard. Is wiser his own conceit. You probably noticed this in verse number 13, slothful. Verse number 14, slothful. Verse number 15, slothful. Verse number 17, sluggard. So what's the difference? They basically mean this, they basically mean the same thing with one exception. The slothful is means lazy idle. 
we've all been slothful. Um, you have a day off, we're a little slothful. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be our life. Shouldn't be our habit. Sluggard means that laziness is now a habit. It's habitually lazy. Habitually idle. So we've been slothful, slothful, slothful till it's become a habit. And now you look, you, we, look at, we look at these extreme circumstances and say, how can somebody just let themselves do that and, and, and be in that situation? And don't they have any, any pride or self-worth to let this person take care of them, let this person do? It's become a habit. Parents, don't let your kids get in the habit of being slothful. Christian, don't get in the habit of being slothful in life especially spiritually, we become a slugger. Now, it, now it's a habit. It's harder to break a habit when it's, it's ingrained in us than if we're just doing it here and there. That's why we want to avoid it altogether. So if I don't want to be a sluggard, I shouldn't be slothful. So now we're down to a sluggard. Look at verse 16. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. Number 10, the slugger has little hope. Once you get to this point, there is little hope. So, Pastor, I don't believe that. The Bible says there's little hope. So that's not what that verse says. The verse says the slugger is wiser than his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. I'm glad you pointed that out because look at verse number 12 with me. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There's more hope of a fool than of him. A sluggard has little hope. We saw last week, and if I'd encourage you to go back and go through that list again of a fool, and, and the Bible speaks much about the, the, the destruction of a fool, and God says a sluggard has what? In verse number 12, he's wise in his own conceit. There's more hope of a fool because he's not going to change his ways. So what do we do? We avoid that altogether. It also helps us know how to deal with, well, if I just give them one more year, then they'll get it. Not if they're a sluggard. We don't, we don't like to think about that. So we got to guard ourselves as well um, to not allow it to get that way, become a habit. That slothfulness becomes a habit. You know, parents, and I mentioned to parent, uh, speaking to parents a little bit tonight, and you know, rear your children to work. Understand that work is not a bad thing, that, that work is a responsibility. When you instill that in them, you're doing a great thing for them. A great thing for them. They're going to work hard because if they get to a place, they get in the habit of everybody taking care of them, when they got to go make it on their own, then you know, they're, they're going to have a very, very difficult time. Very difficult time. Uh, that's why I'm thankful for the opportunity to work in ministry. I'm glad that our young people work in ministry. 
have an opportunity to work in ministry. It helps. We, we ought to uh, be willing to work um, because the sluggard has little hope. You look at the, 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 the things that take place in our society. We could use that segment that's discontent with everybody else taking care of them. You know, well, if we got them to change political parties, it would magically give them a work ethic. No. Do you realize that sluggers are produced out of Republican homes too? It's an equal opportunity. Character flaw. That's why we've got to do our part to not be slothful. You know, you go to work tomorrow, assuming your, business, your, your place of employment is open. I mean, I know Bring Christian Academy teachers are working tomorrow. Um, you, 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 you clock in for eight hours, work eight hours. I just can't understand why I didn't get a raise. What's your work performance like? How hard do you work? Can, can, you, can you be counted on to work? Um, well, let's not fall into the, the trap and say, well, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be considered a fool. Let's avoid being considered a fool. Let's avoid being considered a scorner. Let's avoid all those, all those, all, all those, all those uh, that just bring that obvious connotation. Well, slothful, I don't want to be that, but it's not that bad. It really is. In many ways, it's much, much worse uh, because we, 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 we waste the life. Don't, don't, and that's why I have the emphasis. We had the emphasis here for a long time. We'll continue to have the emphasis on our children, teenagers, young adults. Give God your life now. One, he's worthy of it. You wouldn't have life without him. Second of all, you have opportunity that others wish they had. God has blessed you and granted you a great gift to have you grow up in a Christian home, grow up in a Bible-preaching church, grow up in a church like this. Give God your life now. Why? Because you have opportunity to make a difference in somebody else's life. You have the opportunity to make a difference for the cause of Christ. You know, there's... You know, you, you say, well, I, I think the Lord wants me to be this, or I want the Lord be, to do this. You know, if you're going to do a work for God, you're going to work. You're going to work. You know, and that, that's, just, that's just the reality of it. You know, you are going to have a christ darning home. You're going to work. We have, we have to work. So this, the, the slothful individual, let's not be slothful. Let's, let's, it's, 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 it's more than just a... You call it a way of life or whatever. Well, I just, I just want to be a social media influencer. No, you want to be slothful. One, there's no such thing as that anyway. You know, I have another word for home. I won't say it in the pulpit, but, you know, it rhymes with idiot. But anyway, you know, you know, we, we, you know why, why do we want to waste our life on, on, on things that don't matter? You know, we ought to love the Lord enough. I get to get up in the morning and spend time with God. It shouldn't be, you know, Sunday. Oh, my goodness, I got to get up and, and Sunday school starts at 930. 
if you were fishing or hunting, you wouldn't have even gone to bed. I, you know, Bambi's going to be there. At the, I, I know what time. I got to be there early. Or the fish start biting at this. I got to be there waiting. I got to be there early in case they show up early. You want to get a jump on it. Sunday school. 930. What? I'd be, it's Sunday. I'm up. I'm ready. Let's go. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, this is my response. It's my responsibility. Get up and let's do it. It's work. I know. But let's not get slothful and lazy. Say, Pastor, when do we ever take a break? Schedule it. Schedule your lazy time. Well, Pastor, I have. That's why I don't have time for anything else. Well, well, you need to reprioritize that. That's part of it. Take a vacation. I encourage you to take a vacation. I can't afford to go anywhere. Take a vacation at home. If you only have enough to send half your family, send your kids away, then you're going to have a really good vacation. Schedule at camp week. Send the kids to camp. What am I going to do? I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to rest. I'm going to relax. And there's a Bible principle there of having rest. There's Bible principles of coming apart. But that should not be our way of life. God made us to work. And if we're not working at something, we are not uh, fulfilling one of the purposes that God made us for. And a lot of our homes are crumbling, not because we've let Hollywood in, because we've got tired of working to make relationships work, to make the home work. Churches are dying, not because the old-time religion doesn't work anymore. We don't work the old-time religion. Uh, it's work. So let's not be slothful spiritually. Let's not be slothful practically in our life. Uh, some things that um, you know, the Bible helps us. And so uh, last week was dealing with a fool. This week dealing with a sluggard. And we'll have to be back next Wednesday to see what we'll be dealing with next Wednesday. We'll be dealing with mother-in-laws, and so the Bible speaks much about that. And so um, I know we'll have a, a, a packed house uh, for, for that Bible study, uh, but uh, let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, help us too.